doing Cause I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to I look funny, but yo, I'm making money, see So yo, world, I hope you're ready for me Now gather round, I'm the new fool in town And my sound's laid down by the underground I'm drinking a ball of Hennessy you got on your shelf So just let me introduce myself My name is Humpty, pronounced with the umpty Yo, ladies, oh, how I like to funk thee And all the rappers in the top ten Please allow me to bump thee I'm stepping tall, y'all And just like Humpty Dumpty You're gonna fall when the stereos pump me I like the rhyme, I like my beats funky I'm spunky, I like my oatmeal lumpy I'm sick with this Straight gangster Mac But sometimes I get ridiculous I'll eat up all your crackers and your licorice Oh, yo, fat girl Come here, are you ticklish? Yeah, I called you fat Look at me, I'm skinny It never stopped me from getting busy I'm a freak I like the girls with the boom I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom I'm crazy Allow me to amaze thee They say I'm ugly, but it just don't faze me I'm still getting in the girls' pants And I even got my own dance Arguably could have been the original Nerdcore song. Yo, this song is so tight. Arguably could have been. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting, sitting across from me, E-Man Bates. The PIP, that is me, and we're here. Uh, this is 84 of them things, right? Yes, sir. 84 of them things. things. Uh, how you doing, man? Uh, great, man. I've been, you know, this is my second studio I've been in today, so busy. Yeah, I know, man. I, <laughs> I, I, I like the the end product, of, well, the beginning stages of what, what happened in the studio today, but we'll save that for later. Yeah, we'll talk but, about um, that, not this week, but soon. But <laughs> obviously that was the Humpty Dance by Digital Underground, and um, we wanted to say rest in peace to Shock G, who uh, unfortunately passed away last week um, at the age of 57. They didn't have a cause of death, did they? Not yet. I'm kind of thinking maybe, because I don't think he had a history of like uh, any drug problems or anything, so I want to say that I would feel like it maybe be a heart like attack a or something, thing, because like... like his dad found him in a hotel room, you know, and uh, it was just really, really sad, because um, the cultural impact the digital underground had on him, especially Shock G himself had on hip-hop is insane right. um not I to mean, mention you know digital underground is responsible for tupac yeah i mean so. literally like he was tupac was a backup dancer for digital underground and kind of like almost like a roadie as well you know setting up gear and shit and then they finally gave him a chance on same song um and you know he kind of that kind of launched his career actually i wanted to play a little same song too so you can hear the very first thing that tupac ever put on wax um let me pull that up real quick by the way, how how are you doing? By the way, man, I'm pretty good, man. Yeah. I've been having a pretty good week. Um, um, I'll tell you about the crazy story that I was listening to on the way over here on NPR. It was super interesting. It has nothing to do with music or anything, but it's just quick and crazy. But I'll, I'll tell you about that after we uh, talk about Digital Underground. But yeah, you know, I had a pretty good week. I got to see Dan and shit last night, so That's I haven't seen him in a minute. That was cool. Yeah. yeah been first time I've been game. to downtown Plymouth in fucking forever, dude. I, I went Friday. Did you? <laughs> I went Friday. That was my first time hanging around downtown Plymouth and. God knows how long. I was actually hanging out with Danielle, and uh, we, yeah, we just went around post pen and all that. Yeah, stuff, we went to so. the pen. It was kind of cool yeah. because I mean, it was it was busy, but we actually were able to have a table, which was like nice. I hate going to the bar when you got to stand around and shit, especially after I've been working all day. But um, back to the digital underground talk. Um, here is the very first, and if you're if you've never heard this song before, it was in this movie in 1991. The movie uh, Nothing But Trouble came out with John Candy and. Uh, and Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase and Demi Moore, which is like a super weird fucking like 
comedy horror movie kind of in a way. And there's a scene that Digital Underground is in it, uh, and Tupac is in it as well. I, I assume it's probably the first movie Tupac was ever in, because um, it was definitely predates Poetic Justice and Juice. Um, so yeah, I believe it probably is the first thing. He didn't have any lines or anything, I don't think. But um, yeah, so here's same song. This is actually from that soundtrack. This is why I brought that movie up um, with Tupac rapping at the end. And also, to, I wanted to point out, it, like, it's really cool with Ch- Shock G. You know, I had made a post on my Instagram kind of comparing him to David Bowie, like the David Bowie of hip-hop, because Shock G had, you know, David Bowie reinvented himself a million different times, and Shock G had multiple different personas. You know, he was um, he would do go back and forth between rapping as Shock and then Humpty, and he had, you know, the Piano Man and, like, all these different pseudonyms um, that he would name for himself. And he was a phenomenal jazz musician, too. Like, he was really, really good at piano, and he produced most of the digital underground music. He produced Tupac's very first album, Tupacalypse Now, and they were on uh, Pac's first single. Um, I Get Around was featuring Digital Underground. So, anyways, here is same song by Digital Underground featuring Tupac, and on this one, Shock is going back and forth between him and Humpty. So it's pretty cool to hear him seamlessly do that. To the pop song that I'm singing, ding a ringing, funky beats ringing, everybody swinging in the place as I kick the J's, easy Y style, R&B, mixing it with the hip hop, swing beat, champagne in my hand, it won't be long till I'm gone. It's just the same old song. It's just the freestyle. Meanwhile, we keep the beat kicking. Sweat dripping. Girlies in the limo eating chicken. Oops, don't get the grease on your pantyhose. I love your robe, but move over. I gotta blow my nose. Sneezing, but still I'm pleasing to all of slimmies. Pull out my jimmy. Time to get busy with a jenny. If it's good and plenty, don't you know? There I go, there I go, there I go. But I don't go nowhere without my gym hat. What I'm rapping is if she's clapping, then I'm strapping because I'm smarter than that. And then, girlie, maybe we can get along. Cutie after cutie. It's just the same old song. It's the same old song, y'all. Same song. Uh, it's just the same old song. It's the same song. Money big, the freaky dicky, the squeaky wicky up and down. Well, as a matter of fact, I'll be right back. I gotta take a leaky. So I'm draining entertainers, but I got fame and the bases I touch. Too much for me to try to be naming. Hey yo, he saw me on cable and grin. I busted in and I was going with the win. I caught Gable back in Oakland. It's the same old song for sporty shorty. Same freckles and hat, drinking the same Ford. Hypothetical, political, lyrical, miracle whip. Just like butter, my rhymes are legit. Cause I'm a Humpty, not Humpty Dumpty, but Humpty Hump. Here a hump, there a hump, everywhere I'm Humpty Hump. Uh, shut up and just listen, not dissing, don't get me wrong. But to me it's just the same old song. So just watch, cause my name is Shock. I like to rock and you can't stop. This Tupac, go ahead and rock now this. Now I clown around when I hang around with the underground. Girls used to frown, say I'm down when I come around. Gas me, and when they pass me, they used to diss me, harass me. But now they ask me if they can kiss me. Get some fame, people change, wanna live their life high. Same song can't go wrong if I play the nice guy. Claiming fame must have changed now that we became strong. I remain still the Why same, too? cause it's the same song. It's the same song. 
Very first you know, seamlessly, like just yeah, changing just back and forth so between it. It's, it's so tight, yeah. man. It's so tight. And fucking, that's the very first eight bars ever of Tupac. Um, and another thing that I really love that I wanted to mention about Digital Underground is they were definitely like, if you listen to any interviews with Shock G, they were definitely a product of like Parliament Funkadelic, Bootsy Collins, like. He really was obsessed with that funk music, so he really wanted to blend that funk sound in with hip-hop. And I think they did that seamlessly. And one of the things that ends up being cool about that is you get these long-ass fucking rap songs, man. Like, that same song is six and a half minutes. The Humpty Dance is like five minutes. You know, um, nothing this funky on the um, on the same EP the same song is on is fucking ten minutes. Like, they had some really cool shit. And uh, actually, you know what? If, if you're unfamiliar with Digital Underground at all... Um, if there's the show on Netflix called Hip Hop Evolution, and on season two, episode two, is all about the Bay, and so it covers, um, you know, E40 and uh, Too Short, and then it goes into Digital Underground and Tupac, and it's just really fucking cool. Um, um, which is kind of funny because Tupac really was a New Yorker for like he was born in New York and then moved to Atlanta. He didn't even get to the West Coast till he was a, a teenager. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. But he just loved Oakland so much that he claimed Oakland. I mean, I, I mean, they got a lot, of, a lot of people to do. Like, say for instance, Big Sean was born in L.A. Yeah, they, but you know, obviously, he claims mm-hmm. Detroit, and we'd love to have him. Or uh, what's his or name? Exhibit? Yeah, Exhibit is the reverse yeah, of that. Yeah, from Detroit, it was born in Detroit, but claims L.A. Mm-hmm. when he moved out there. Yeah. Or Lizzo. Lizzo's another one like that too. Yep. Yep. Um, and then real quick before I moved on, I just thought there was a couple clips from Shock G that I just wanted to play. Just cause it's uh, they're just really short um, Instagram clips, but. Shock G, just the way he spoke about um, things, he's a really intellectual guy, and the way he spoke about things was like um, just uh, very thought-provoking. And the way that he breaks down some of his favorite rappers in this clip I think is really cool, so I just wanted to play that real quick. Oh, wait, hold on, time out. Got to pause fucking title. Why won't you unmute? Give me a moment. What the fuck? This is annoying. Well, I guess I'll try to figure that out later. It's just, it's just him talking about... Um, let's see if I can find it on YouTube, actually. Uh, YouTube... Say in the meantime, there's also a bunch of other stuff. Like we must, we can uh, get into the beer a little bit. We'll call. We're gonna call Gabe. Gabe actually has a, his own uh, beer out as well. We have a black IPA for him. Uh, we're gonna call him in a little bit, try and get him on the show. So want to shout him out. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'll see if I can pull up. I'll see if I can find the clips and I'll play them next week or something for you. It's just really cool how he just like how he hears music and how he breaks down like Biggie, how Biggie raps and how. Um, you know how where his voice comes from and shit. It's just really interesting. But um, we do have a bunch yeah. of RIPs, bunch and, of RIPs, uh, and birthdays. A, bunch of birthdays, a lot of birthdays, a lot actually, of birthdays. Um, so let's get into those. So besides Shock G, um, that passed away, we also had um, it was the anniversary of Pat Tillman. Uh, you know the um, football player turned Marine. 
who um, actually, E-Man, I'll let you break that one down because you know a little bit more. So, about yeah, that, on uh, April 23rd, 2004, Pat Tillman was killed in Afghanistan by friendly fire. Uh, those who are familiar with Pat Tillman's story, he actually left uh, the Arizona Cardinals. I think he turned down, don't quote me on the amount, I think it was like $2.3 million or is it either 2.3 or 3.2. I got a little bit of his number dyslexia, so yeah. I apologize for that. Yeah. But he turned down, anyway, a massive amount of money to go fight you know, for America. Uh, so he joined the U.S. Army. And unfortunately, he was killed in friendly fire uh, over in Afghanistan. That's so, so sad. Yeah, I know, right? Especially, you know, it was like a something that totally could have been. I mean, not I didn't totally know it was uh, friendly fire. I don't know. It was, so it was friendly fire. That yeah, I don't him? know, I like know the circumstances of that. I think that like it was something happened. Like it was like an explosion or something happened, and then they thought he was aiming at the enemy, and they hit like you know they hit Pat. So mm-hmm. that sucks. I think that was the situation. I'm not a hundred percent, but yeah. So mm-hmm. prayers out to his family. You know, I mean. 2004 was a while ago, but I mean that still doesn't take away from it. Right, dude is a hero for sure. Like I mean, I personally, I definitely would have you know stayed in the NFL and took the money. But yeah, yeah no shit, me too. Yeah, I, I respect it. Hats hats off to the man. That's for so. sure. And then we also want to say, um, you know, with what just happened, I mean, we got to say rest in peace to George Floyd. But finally, we got a little bit of accountability here in the fact that uh, Derek Chauvin was convicted on all three accounts of. Um, you know, murder in the second degree, I, and I think another one was manslaughter, and I forget what the third charge third, was. Third degree murder. Third degree murder. Oh yeah. So what's the difference and, between third degree murder and second degree in manslaughter? I'm not exactly like sure. The same shit. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure to be honest with you. I know um, intent is what, like, uh, I think is the difference between first and second. Like, yeah, second out, degree like manslaughter, second degree unintentional murder, and third degree murder is yeah. what he got convicted of. Yeah, so that's yeah. good at least. So at least some things will go in the right direction. But the sad part is, just like within like the last the three days later, like we had like three or four more police shootings that we've heard about. Makia um, Bryant, who was 15 years the old. The same day. The same day. Yeah. Um, I think that was in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the situation was, and obviously the one she with had George... a knife apparently. Yeah. Uh, to clarify that, so I mean they're gonna spin it as she had a deadly weapon for sure, like, right? When but out. I mean he gets right out but the car and fucking 14. starts shooting at her. She's 15. They use I no mean, de-escalation. There's like... no way to shoot somebody four fucking times. Yeah, like with, that. If you have a knife, and, if you bring a knife to a gun. And then um, the the, the other crazy. story that fucking blew my mind was about, and I forget, I gotta look up his name, but the young gentleman who um, I think it was in Virginia. And he was, his car had broken down, right? And an officer picked him up and gave him a ride home. And that same, or so he got home and something had ensued in his household where he then had to call the police. And when the police got there, the same fucking cop that just drove him home right on arrival shot him fucking 10 times. Jesus Christ, man. He's in the hospital in critical condition right now. And so uh, he hasn't passed, but. Like how I, I that just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Like you just got to know this guy. Like you just drove his ass home, like and you're responding to the same house. Like uh, so nuts to me. Prayers up for uh, if, you know like if you want to go to the if you want to go back to the early 2000s. We one of the big uh, bands out there was Pretty Ricky. I won't oh, say yeah. like I won't say bands, but R and B groups. I yeah. guess is more mm-hmm. appropriate. But uh, prayers up for Baby Blue of Pretty Ricky, uh, who was shot during an attempted robbery. Yeah, that's sad. It's like uh, I believe in Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't someone? Didn't someone else get shot that you just were talking about? Oh yeah, d- yeah. The uh, Central Michigan. I I don't know the details on that, but the football, uh, the quarterback actually for Central Michigan was shot too, Damn, and dude. he's apparently going to be okay. Like he's in stable condition, but 
It's just a lot of shit going on right now, man, mm-hmm. in, the, in the world. Yeah, that's super uh, sad. We do have a few other RIPs, unfortunately, to get to as well. Yeah, who else do we have on the list? Uh, we have, oh, list. Antron Pippen, uh, the son of Scotty Pippen, yeah, uh, passed away at 33 as well. And also, uh, for my anime nerds out there, uh, Osamu, I'm going to try and get this last name right, uh, Koiboyashi, I believe that's how it. He is the illustrator and director of Naruto. He passed away at 57. Nah, that's sad. Yeah, Shock G was also 57, if I didn't mention that. Um, actually, real quick, I did find the interview that it was from, so I just wanted to pull this up and see if I can. This is a longer version of it. But, it's cutting uh, into my fro here. That's right. Just see if I can right get here? to the one part. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a little higher. You came back down. Just open up a little bit. Doer of beautiful women. Hand, baby. You, I okay. street. In Oakland, it was like, I'm going to see who's going to surround. We're all spread out. That I was grabbing up, and Pac was like, what? <laughs> Smushed Pac and Sophia and Tupac. And we're going to show them niggas to fuck me up with this bullshit. <laughs> Group in Oakland Tupac. Pac's house. And time. Pac would be gone no more. I mean, when I gun, so used to clown Sam. <laughs> Oakland. Not quite lavish up in stretch that was Pac's best friend his first AK ever bought man but he was excited piss and shit oh, cool for sure I had to he's just what are you doing, what are you doing man what are you doing here what else you got let me hear something else. we can, we can wait for it next week yeah he would do the shock G lines celebrity status Pac still had the numbers Check to go check it. Has everybody on a high? Son of a bitch! I remember when he showed up in New York. It's fine. Yeah, yo, we done. Um, All right. Yeah. Anyways, we do got a bunch of birthdays as well. So that's a lot. Like uh, like last week's title. You know, with death comes life. We do have a bunch of birthdays. A lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, I do want to say one more quick R.I.P. to the right leg of Chris Weidman. By the way. What? (laughs) <laughs> no, you didn't watch the fight, did you? Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no I did not. Yeah, uh, Chris Weidman uh, lost, and this is, we'll talk about this in sports news, but Chris Weidman, uh, he, his leg went, looked like some spaghetti, man. Looked like some, looked like yeah. some uh, wet spaghetti. Looked like a wet noodle, unfortunately. Uh, he fought Uriah Hall, who won in the first round in 17 seconds jesus chris weidman kicked him in the knee he tried to put it back down and ironically it's remnants of his fight with anderson silva where the same exact thing happened to anderson, anderson silva. silva that was the most yeah, dis- one of the most disgusting things that's I've ever when seen life comes full circle because <laughs> the same shit just happened to chris weidman last night but that's crazy. all right let's get into the birthdays yeah, let's get into this. <laughs> so we got uh jack nicholson who turned 84 last week so happy birthday to one of the most legendary actors of all time his name is John Cena. <laughs> John Cena turns 44. Uh, shout out to the actor who was actually going to be in the new Suicide Squad movie. So shout out to John Cena. Uh, Sid from the Internet turns 29. Uh, the Internet and Odd Future, if you guys are familiar with her. Uh, we have Rick Moranis from Ghostbusters Honey and Honey, Kids. I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, Spaceballs. <laughs> what was the uh, What was the one? What the Little Shop of Horrors? Yep. Yeah. Uh, turned sixty eight. Uh, we have Killer Mike. You know, from Run the Jewels, and you know, a bunch of Outcast features, and just overall, just 
fucking dope ass dude. Trigger warning on Netflix. Yep. Uh, turn. How old did Killer? Forty six. Forty six. Uh, Tim Curry. You guys might know him from you know uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, not Little Shop of Horrors. I'm sorry. Rocky Horror Picture Show. And uh, he was original Pennywise and it turned seventy five. Uh, we have, uh, I feel like there's another Jeffrey birthday. Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, 55. Negan, and the comedian from Watchmen, uh, yep. the original Watchmen movie, not the TV Which show. Which is probably, I went back and watched it recently, that movie fucking sucked. I like that movie. <laughs> I, I, have I you like watched it recently? Lot, yes. It, have you seen it since it came out? Not. I've seen it like the past like four years. I definitely watched I it before say, this. After watching the series, I was like, I'm, I you can't compare the, the two. The series is you so much better. You cannot compare the yes, series to the movie. No, absolutely compare because it's, it's way a, better. It's, I just did. It's not. You can't. Com- it's two different stories. But it's fucking way better. You cannot compare those two. I just did. You cannot. I literally just did. Yeah. You also don't read comics and shit either. So I don't give a shit. The Watchmen. The acting in the movie of the Watchmen was. Horrendous. That's whatever. <laughs> that's your opinion. That's fine. It's okay. Uh, but also, Ella Fitzgerald. Uh, it was the anniversary of her. Um, I mean, it was her birthday, and she but she passed away in '96. And we're gonna breeze over this one. But Queen also, Elizabeth turned '95. Yeah, uh, yeah. But anyway. then also Albert King, the legendary blues guitarist, um, who also passed away in '92. But uh, it was his birthday last week. And then um, hip hop mega producer Jazzy Faye turned 46 last week. So um, that is all the birthdays we had, which was quite the fucking long. long oh, Iggy Pop turned seventy-four. Oh yeah, Iggy forgot Pop about that well. one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, we will get to playing some of those tunes while we tip up these beers. Um, but before we do that, I think we should probably call Gabe, right? We are so he can definitely going to call Mr. Torres. Yeah. Let's see what we got. Hope he picks up. I'm thirsty. Yellow. Hi, is this the I Hate Subaru Club? Not the I Hate Subaru Club, bro. This is the I Hate E-Man Bates Club. (laughs) (laughs) What up, Gabe? Hanging, hanging. How you guys doing? Good, man. Doing good. We are just uh, getting around to looking at this fucking beautiful can that has your name on it. (laughs) It's a good design, isn't it? It is. I really like it. I want you to read this uh this beautiful dialogue you have written on the can too. I feel oh, like I man, can't I do would... this justice. Hey, all right, all right. Let, let me let me see if I can I can uh, pull it up real quick because I don't I don't have it on me. I'm not, I'm not at home currently. So. Oh, you're good, man. Let's we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. Like, what what do we have here? So you have a black IPA. Um, for those unfamiliar with the style, think of a West Coast IPA. With some dark malt and some roastiness. <laughs> it is the first beer that I ever brewed when I was in beer school. And I wanted to keep it, I wanted to keep it true to my roots. And um ironically enough, it became the uh the last beer I ever brewed professionally. So mm-hmm. <laughs> for now. You, you for never now. know. Come on now. That's true. That's true. You you do never know. But I don't know, you know. So yeah, I think I I think I pulled it up. I'm a little zoomed in here. Let me see if I can read it. I need you to really sell this one, Gabe. <laughs> All right, I'll try. Sell, and sell the listeners on your black IPA. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. My name's Gabe. Um, 
let me, t while you're here, why don't I tell you a little bit about my red 2009 Subaru WRX hatchback? <laughs> the 09 is almost universally hated because it's not the sportiest looking car with its narrow body design, especially to compare to, oh, what's that? You came here for a beer description? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, while you're still here, <laughs> let me tell you about this delicious 2021 Black IPA and my inspiration for it. I'm a very proud graduate of the Schoolcraft College Brewing Program where the first beer I brewed was a black IPA. As I brewed my first professional beer, I wanted to look back and pay homage to where I began and the market left on me, much like the tire marks on my 2009 Super <laughs> WRX leaving the street as I peel away towards the sunrise. Oh, man, there I go again. But honestly, you'll love this roasty West Coast-inspired black IPA with floral, earthy, and citrus notes. Enjoy and remember that I live life one quarter ounce of beer at a time. Brewing is brewing. I like it, man. I, I like it. it. I, th I think it's hilarious how you incorporated your love for your fucking car in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember. I remember it was. I think it was like a Friday night, and uh, Danny, our graphic designer, and uh, and uh, I, I guess he's just our graphic designer. I don't know. Sorry, Danny. Dan I know you probably got more titles. Us. But he's a, he's our he's our graphic designer, and he texted me at like I think it was like ten thirty, might have been eleven or something, and he's like, "Hey, uh, sorry to bother you so late. Um, just uh, I I need I need something to put on this can." He's like, "If you want to just like type something up about you know some things about yourself, and uh, I'll handle the rest." And so I told him, I told him I'm like I love cars, I love Subarus, I love this, I love that, and uh, he he just came up with that. And he kept asking me, he's like, is this good? Is this good? I'm like, yes, dude, this is gold. This is amazing. This captures my essence exactly how I want it to. <laughs> and oh, it, it's funny because if, you know, when you read about it and, and you read it, the first thing you think of, yeah, that's Gabe. That's totally Gabe. <laughs> dude, I just had a sip of it and I don't think I've ever had an IPA that tastes like this before. And I, I think that means I've never had a black uh, IPA before. That's really well, fucking good. What do you think? You like it? I really like it, man. Because I'm a suck. IPAs are my favorite. I mean, I'm I'm too hard. It's my favorite. This doesn't taste like that at all. It's like it almost feels like it, a like a blend IPA. between like a stout and an IPA yeah, kind of. Yeah, what, it's a multi IPA. Is that what it is? Yeah. Exactly. What it's yeah. To be. Okay. Yeah, that's it's really tasty, man. I really like that. Good job, dude. To to people unfamiliar with the style, I tell them think of a two hearted, but with some roastiness. Mm hmm. Yeah, and that's like the, that's what it is. Yeah. I think it's a good way to sell it, and then, but like when you try it, you know, like you said, it's, it's a bit more West Coast, it's a bit more like dark and roasty, and I think it's a very underrated beer style. And you know, I I get a lot of flack for loving black IPAs because it's not you know 1999, but <laughs> but you know, it's I think it's a very very underrated beer style. Where is and, this you know, um, beer available for the people? Can you get it? Uh, on, is it, what's the website again? Um, talking about I think it's Peddler, yeah. Peddler, yeah. Is it on there? Uh, that I'm uncertain of. I unfortunately had to uh, step away from the brewery. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, I, we don't have sound clips, so I had to do that myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's your sound clip right there, Eric. If you're listening, we gotta splice that in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, dude. But um, yeah. Um, I know for sure you can go to the tap room. Uh, I believe it's being sold at Eastern Market. I'm not too sure if it's being sold at ferndale project but i would imagine they're selling some they, of it there they, we have a little bit of ferndale project yeah okay so yeah I, I know you can get them directly from the tap rooms 
Um, I don't know if there's any on tap. I'm no, we, sure we, we dumped all, all, all the kegs, unfortunately. Oh, darn. Why would you dump all the kegs? We're fucking with them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did something happen? Was there like a, like a fucking mold or something going on? <laughs> no, uh, no. Just because of the black IPA. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I remember in the Slack, in the Slack right, uh, right after I quit, Alex... Alex messages, the, he, he texts me personally, and he goes, hey, check Slack. And I, I, go, I go to Slack, and they're like, yeah, you know, we had to dump it. Like, I guess since you quit, like, you know, they, they just didn't feel it was appropriate or whatever. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're not going to rebrand it or whatever? And then, <laughs> and then uh, I was like, well, let me get the labels. And uh, Rob was like, well, your paycheck or the labels, pick one. And I was like, what? No. <laughs> so you're like, nah, dude, we're just messing with you. I, so for, because I know you, you are, and the listeners aren't familiar with Slack is, if you guys, unless you guys have it for your job, but Slack is like kind of like a group message thing. Oh, okay. So, no, and have we it. have it for like our whole company, but there's one specific one for the, just like the brewer group. Oh, okay. And so that's how we communicate with each other and everything oh, gotcha. like that. I actually got those messages and I literally had to text Alex on the side. Like, we, like this just seems like a waste of money. Like, mm. why are we dumping this beer? He goes, I'm just fucking with Gabe. <laughs> got it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. I yeah. believe him, too. Nor- normally, I could tell when Alex was joking, but he, he, he carried it pretty seriously. No, he, and I was like, he, he scarily can, like, hold that. Like, it's. Yeah. It's a, little, it's a little scary how he does that. And you, you know, he, he knows I'm gullible, so you know he, he knows when to take advantage of that. <laughs> yeah, man. But we we uh we miss you there. I know you know you got your own stuff. We can't we we're not gonna talk about it on the air or anything like that. But you know we got your yeah, own stuff no to dealing with. But we do miss you having you here. You know we hope to see you back on the show someday. Yeah, I'm 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 hoping soon, man. I'm hoping soon. I I miss being around. I miss. Miss being at the brewery, miss being a uh, regular on the show. You know, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, sorry, I can't be so regular right now. But that's all right, man. We, under- we are definitely you know, understanding. Life happens, and, and our hearts are with you, buddy. Appreciate you, appreciate you, boys. I, uh, I hope to get up soon. All right, and uh, listen to that new Corday album. That's my something Ooh, new. That's that's ours. It's my something new yeah, too. So we're definitely talking awesome. about it's that, man. Yeah, I love it. Everybody's something new. Oh, it's, right it's so good. <laughs> yeah, that shit's awesome. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, we'll definitely be uh, t- checking in with you and shit. You know, the phone call thing makes it pretty easy to at least, you know, check in on you and uh, see what's good in with you and yours. So um, yeah, we'll definitely be in contact, brother. Yeah, good deal, boys. Thanks for having me on. Congratulations right, on the beer, best. dude. It tastes delicious. Hell yeah, man! All right, man. Drink we'll talk- it up. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Good deal. Stay safe, brother. All right, peace. peace. Yeah, it started buzzing super hard during the end of his phone call, so I unplugged my music. Let's see if it's back. It's still kind of weird. Can you hear the buzzing still? I just unplugged my phone just to be safe, but I do hear the buzzing. Do you hear that on your end, Eric? Okay. Um, But, uh, yeah, so anyways, um, yeah, Gabe's beer turned out good, dude. That's really delicious. Um, And while we're having another little sip of it, we always like to play um, a little bit of music from some of the birthdays. I won't play a super long clips of them because since there was so fucking many of them, but um, let's get to some of them at least here. So um, I wanted to play this song with Sid and um, Saturday. It's called with uh, the free nationals. Cause I like that song a lot. Free Nationals Saturday. Saturday. 
I gotta get to the, the artist page. Oh, what the hell? Free Nationals Fellowship Choir. That's not it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe they're just Free Nationals, I think, actually. That's what it is. That's what it is. Shout out to them, dude. Didn't they win a Grammy this year? The Free Nationals? Yeah. For, or they, they definitely got nominated for this uh, album that had like just a bunch of brilliant fucking collabs. I don't think they it. won. I would have heard about that, but it, yeah, they were nominated. Where is the song we're fucking sitting? Oh, here we go. I could be wrong, though. Here is Shibuya by Free Nationals and Sid. Here's a little bit of Iggy Pop, Lust for Life. Sid, screw, Sid messing me up every time I hear her, because I'm just like, oh, man, you were Tyler Crater's DJ. She's just so beautiful. Like, her voice time. is so fucking beautiful. Yeah. A little Lust for Life by Iggy Pop. Rock and roll god right here. Another Detroiter, by the way. Woo, woo, woo. I wonder if you got a shirt for Mike, um, this song is actually the beginning of a friendship between um, him and LP because LP produced this. Was this album a Run and Jewel song? No, it's actually a Killer Mike song, but LP produced the entire album. It was called uh, Rap Music, came out in 2012. Nice. This is Don't Die, which is uh, pretty on point for the times right now. Fucking beat is crazy. <laughs> Spiritual. <laughs> 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 no. 
They got enough sense to know that white folks ain't gonna tolerate us. And the only reason they do to us what they do, because we tolerate them. Okay, I'm not telling you, don't just <laughs> Real bad guy shit. <laughs> Living like a villain, never chilling. <laughs> Heavy influence on your chilling. Yeah, I woke up this morning to a cop with a gun who told me that he looking for a nigga on the run. I thought for a second and I screwed my face and asked some dirty pigs why the fuck you in my place. They said chill, or we kill this is a warning. Then I told them fuck you. Where is the warrant? Then they got the punching and kicking and mason. Then the whole situation went. All these songs now, um, and then the the legendary Jazzy Faye, one of my favorite songs that he produced, right here. I've got holes in different areas. Voice in the Just 770 oh. and 404. I'm worldwide, bitch. Act like y'all know it's the abominable old man. Globe trot, international postman. Neighbor dick, dope man. 718s, 202s. I send small cities and states. I owe you 901. Matter of fact, 305. I'll jump off the G4. We can meet outside. So control your hormones and keep your drawers on. Till I close the door and I'm jumping your bones. 312s, 313s, 215s, 803. I'll read your horoscope and eat some hors d'oeuvres. 10 on pump one, these holes is self served. 757410s, my cell phone just overloaded. And then the legendary Ella Fitzgerald, rest in peace, one of the most classic singers of all time. That's probably her, the most well known song of hers. Shining bright above you Night breezes seem to whisper I love you Birds singing in the sycamore tree Dream a little dream of me And uh, last but certainly not least One of the most classic and legendary guitar players of all time Albert King, rest in peace as well. I did, there's an R.I.P. I did forget. And oh, I, who? Uh, Terrence Clark. 
Who's that? Terrence Clark was a member of the Kentucky basketball team. He actually played oh. in March Madness. Uh, he just declared for the NBA draft like a month ago, but unfortunately, uh, he was tragically killed in a car accident in Los Angeles uh, a couple days ago. Dude, that actually. sucks, man. So RIP to him and his family. He was 19 years old. Dude, too, all man. this, so all this, this is like death is like really young. On top of like the pandemic and then all these celebrities that are passing, like. Oh, we also got to say rest in peace X again, whose memorial service was yesterday. So that was heavy on the mind. Yeah. It was cool to see all the yesterday rough and today. Yeah, and today. Yeah, yesterday yeah. was more of the one for like the fans and everything because it was held at the Barclays Center and streamed on um, DMX's YouTube channel. And man, it was really cool to see all the rough riders cruising up and down by Times Square with with the quads and the motorcycles. And X was on this big monster truck and shit. So that was really tight too. So rest in peace to DMX, Black Rob, and Shock G, man. Um, but yeah. This beer is delicious. Gabe, good job. We already talked about it a little bit with you. Um, what was the alcohol percentage on that, by the way? That's one thing I didn't uh, look up. 7.1. is 7.1, yeah. Mm, nice. But um, They're yeah. saying no IBUs on Untapped, and I totally disagree with that. It seems like just kind of a little bit on the bitter side. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. But, no, it's uh, definitely like a great beer. It's like it's like a good breakfast beer, I would say, in a way, because it has, like, that yeah. like, roasted, like, yeah. malt characteristic, kind of, mm-hmm. like, caramel-like. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, really, like, balanced, but still, like, really hoppy, like an IPA. So right. it's, like, it's like a coffee IPA. Yeah, pretty much yeah I really enjoy like it. That. Good yeah. job, Gabe. Um, but, yeah, we can just roll right into um, something old, something new now. Um, you want to hit us with your live sound effects? Something, something, <laughs> oh, oh, something, something, new, 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 new. This new. is the new podcast wave. Live, live ad libs, <laughs> baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, I went first maybe last week. I went first last week. Did you? Week, okay, yeah. so my something new is probably the same as E-Man's. is the only new like project, I guess. It's really an EP. Um, and that would be out of one of absolutely my favorite young MC. Uh, Corday, formerly known as YBN Corday, but has since dropped the YBN. Um, he put out a four-song EP that, man, my God, this kid is just special, dude. So it's just kind of like a little teaser that he put out until his album is uh, on the way. And I think it's actually called Just Until. See you uh, soon. Album was almost yeah, done. Yeah, he smoked it. Uh, he yeah, smoked he that smoked whole pr- – he smoked his whole EP. I mean, the first song right off the rips got Q-Tip on it, and it's got the you know a real cool like Tribe kind of vibe to the production on it. And he's just, you know, his lyrical content on it is phenomenal. Q-Tip and uh, Young Thugger, two features on that. That's the other one I was going to talk about that's so fucking flooring to me because both Young Thug and Corday murder that song. Like I've always been conflicted on Young Thug. Me too. I've always been conflicted on Young Thug. And I loved this shit. And I really think about it, and then somebody really had to explain it to me. Young Thug sounds like one of the new, like, SoundCloud-era rappers. But he actually is saying shit. Yeah, you have to really. Listen oh, why did to I it? kick that it off with something new? Today. By the way, we did it backwards. But well, whatever, we're already, we're already, yeah, we're already past in it. <laughs> so, yeah, we just something new. But yeah, uh, Corday really smoked this man. Like the Q-Tip like song was cool. Yep, uh, I really, really love the Young Thug track. What's up? Yeah, that's yeah. the one I'm gonna play a little bit of because they both just fucking go, and the beat is so hard. So here's a little bit of What's Up featuring Young Thug off Corday's uh, EP. <laughs> Yeah, hold on. Hey, what's up, nigga? What 
up, nigga. I'm froze up, nigga. See your baddie with me. Say what's up, nigga. Say hello, nigga. Little hoe, nigga. Bitch ass broke, nigga. Nah, I can't roll with ya. Say hello, nigga. You a hoe, nigga. What's a hot was to a motherfucking goat, nigga? Hold on, uh, first car was a Range Rover Was a little nigga wore the same clothes Vivid pictures, boy, I paint those From the fucking jungle where you can't grow Whole grudge, you never let it go I'm with my fucking dogs, no pistols Do you need dogs, cause your pack's full What the fuck is that? I got 45k in my pocket Ain't no capping, I say it, I got it Do a show, then I make a deposit I make Europe, they raging at my stuff. But beyond the core day thing, um yeah, go ahead first, then I'll do, talk Got about you. the Lucy's. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a few Lucy's I'll yeah. talk about as well. Uh, but the one project I also listened to besides the Corday was Little Yachty. Uh, Little oh, Yachty. Fuck, dr- I want to listen to that. Little Yachty uh, teamed up with a bunch of Michigan artists. Yep. Not just Detroit, not just Ann Arbor, not just Flint, but just all around the state of Michigan, and did this uh, Michigan Boat Boy project. Uh, features from the likes of T Grizzly, uh, VZ, Baby Smooth, Louis Ray, uh, Swaylu, who's not from Michigan but is on this project as well. RMC Mike, Icewear Vessel, Rio y- the Young OG, Babyface Ray, Sada Baby, Babytron of the Shitty Boys, uh, Crispy Life Kid, uh, who else? Uh, Louis Ray, Slap Savage, and YNJ. Yeah, dude, I- I'm really like I. I, I I love this so much. Like, just I, it brings my thing. Like, we talked about this with the uh, uh, what's this, what's what's the face we had on a couple day a couple weeks ago? Um, Nappy Debbie. Nappy Debbie. Yeah, we talked about this on Nappy Debbie's episode. Like, how just Michigan and Detroit and stuff like that. Like, are getting the best exposure. Yep. We are in like just like the mute, like the hip hop spectrum in a long yeah. long time. And this, you know, who. I think oh, I think Yachty's under quality control, right? He's under QC. Yeah, he is. Yep. So you know, which brings a question: Why Forty Two Doug isn't on this project either? But because Forty Two Doug is from Detroit and is also on quality control. Yeah. But that's a different story. Yeah. So it's just like how maybe because he's already popping, but anyway. yeah, who knows? So it's just you're bringing this exposure to the city and to the state that this talent's already always been there, and a big artist like Yachty is, is helping expose that, and I think yep. that's really dope. Like, that's so salute to Yachty. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never been that big of a Yachty fan, but I do genuinely respect the shit out of it. I really do too, man, and the kid's growing on me. Like, so I didn't like his like his first song with Kyle I thought was kind of, you know, kind of bubblegum shit. But then, like, I saw him do some interviews, and I liked his personality a lot. I like his lot. personality. I've and never b- behind the scenes, he's producing and writing for other people, too. Like, he wrote one of, like, the City Girls' biggest songs. Um, I just think he's really cool, and I wanted to see. Let me find this. Uh, and also, he is a very—he is a fucking Madden wizard, by the way. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's oh, actually like, really good at Madden. That's tight. Yeah, I know. I heard that he likes video games. See, I'm just gonna play it off my phone through the thing. Um, it's the little clip of Little Yachty talking about Detroit and why it uh, inspired him and everything. So here's a little bit of that. You know, folks always ask me, they be like, what's your thing with the, you know, Detroit dogs? You know, why, why are you doing all this? I, I found a, a love. Michigan, you know what I'm saying? The city itself, it's just I vibe as I match. There's a lot of hell of a production. I established this relationship, this family with all these guys uh, all throughout Michigan, not just Detroit. Try and put them on a, on a pedestal, give them a platform that they may not have had before. You know, it's nothing but love, and I just want to see these guys win. They're so talented. I feel like it's unfair that the rest of the world, you know, don't, don't know or hasn't seen it because it got to be seen. I won't stop until they, until they know. 
Oh shit, it showed Willie J. Pesto in that video clip. Willie J. Peso? J. Peso, yeah, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Pesto. I was thinking, <laughs> I, I, just, I just blended Bob's Burgers with a rapper right there. Jamie Pesto that lives Jimmy... across the fucking, uh, that owns yeah. the Italian place. <laughs> yeah, I... Jesus Christ. <laughs> my bad, that's hilarious though. But no, that's really inspiring to me, man. This city, like, I mean, E-Man and I know how much fucking talent is out there. We fucking, that's why we do this podcast. It's like the whole reason we started this shit. Um, so yeah, so shout out to Yachty for uh, putting a spotlight on the city. Um, but yeah, so that was your two something news, or yeah, and then I had a couple Lucy's. I'm not gonna play all of them. I'll talk. There's a great song with um that Herd has put out with Chris Brown called "Come Through." That song is dope. Um, this artist Nick Huzzer, which I wasn't familiar with, put out a song called "Teriyaki" featuring Mick Jenkins. That shit is a smoke show. Um, this one I did want to play a, a little bit of because we fucking me and E Man both love these two artists. Um, Flying Lotus put out I a cannot track. Wait for his anime. Yeah, he's Holy got this shit. anime coming out on Netflix, <laughs> and he put out a track featuring Thundercat. And it's just fucking no. I love Thundercat. <laughs> soundtrack is gonna be sweet that sounds yep. so good <laughs> uh I, those two lucy's were definitely on my uh, radar as well also i want to talk about one of my favorite artists from the blog era that mm-hmm. never really got like his due was xv mm-hmm. who dropped a couple singles he dropped seeds and soil uh like t-topped a couple singles like the past couple weeks i'm a really big fan of xv just because like he has like this has blend of like nerd core mixed with just like consciousness is just fucking dope and i always i was always a big fan of him I was always like really inspired him, even in my own music, and I'm really glad that he's still making music, not on the big scale that he was, but still, you know, doing it his own way. And I always respected that about him. Also, uh, the weekend and Ariana Grande drop a uh, Save Your Tears remix. That's pretty cool. I actually I, kind of enjoyed it. I, I really liked it too. I, Ariana Grande is a really good fit for that song. It too. did sound pretty good. You know, what? I kind of I've been listening to that song with her and Mac Miller a lot lately. The one off the Divine Feminine. I forget the name of it, but. Um... Cinderella, not Cinderella. No, uh, that, you uh, don't know. Oh, my favorite part. My favorite part. Yeah, yeah that sounds great. Um, um, I'm actually really happy you mentioned that Mac Miller because something my something old because <laughs> we're talking about people with alter egos, right? Yeah. Uh, I actually can we go into something old? I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. All right. So my something old uh, was Larry Lovestein and the Velvet Revival. You nice uh, EP. Which I kind of went down that wormhole because we were, you were talking. It's just kind of how funny how that worked out because you were talking about Shock G and how Shock G went from that to Humpty to like all these other alter egos. Yeah, Mac Miller, you know, he went from Larry Fisherman to Larry Lovestein and the Velvet Revival mm-hmm. to like all these other alter egos as well. So he did this. Mac Miller, who's also you know like a really inspired jazz artist or was I, I should say unfortunately R.I.P. But yeah, like this project is it on the was streaming dope. Services? Yeah, okay. The, yeah, actually, Larry... it popped up on the streaming services for me. Is recently. it under Larry Lovestein? Larry Lovestein and the Velvet Revival. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I want to go suspicious. Okay, hold on. Let me pull yeah, it up real quick up, here. Yeah. Uh, right, perfect for first one. Um, so yeah, here is 
Mac Miller, aka Larry Lovestein, and his band, The Velvet Revival. This was like the R and B type shit he did, right? It's like, like the jazz like the, R and B. Yeah, yeah like, okay, this is where cool. he had the, like the, the afro and shit and yeah. the glasses. That's cool. I've actually never heard of this project, so I'm kind of uh, excited to go home and listen to this. See if I can do it without reading. R. I. P. Mac Miller, man. Loving is what I can give to you. Just tell me you love me, cause I know you do. Every night you go to sleep. Tell me, am I on your mind? We could be sleeping in the streets But if I'm with you, it feels so fine In the morning you'll be gone Then it all goes away Tell me that you gotta leave But I know you wanna stay Deep within your conscience Place that I reside I'm Running out of options Baby, you've been wasting all my time It gets a little crowded All things running through my mind Maybe I'll be able to tell you one day. Hopefully, oh, so. Last night we were high, floating over the moon. Smoking with you. Oh, man. I'm smoking with you. I could listen to this whole fucking thing right now. That's so good. I didn't even man, I, for, I, I didn't even know that was on streaming. That's why I like never. Me like, either. And it, it like random. I don't know how I even got to it. I think I was listening to some other shit. And I'm like, Larry loves him. Like, I'm like, isn't that a Mac Miller alter ego? I look it up. Sure enough, yeah. Because uh, yeah. I, I remember I've listened to it like when it first came out. Because I think that's when he had that TV show around that time. Mm-hmm. So, But I never knew it was on streaming services. I remember it was like on YouTube and shit like that. But yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Mac Miller, man. Yeah, R.I.P. Mac Miller. Um, and for mine, I'm going to kick it back to um, August 21st of 1990. When Alice in Chains dropped their debut um, studio album, Facelift. Um, I don't know why, but I've been having like old 90s rock on the brain lately. And I've been listening. Maybe it was because it was the anniversary of Lane's, Lane Staley's death um, last week, him and Kurt Cobain both. So I kind of was listening to a lot of like grunge shit lately. And man, their first album, Facelift, is so good. And I was watching this. There's an old like concert footage um, on YouTube. It's the full show, actually, they have. And I think it's from like. I want to say 91 or 92 because they're playing a lot of these songs off facelift. So that's why I believe that's what era it's from. But there was this clip of them playing this song, Love, Hate, Love. I actually posted a little bit of it on my Instagram page um, at Neil Richter, by the way, if you want to go follow me. (laughs) But um, here's a little bit of Love, Hate, Love because I just love his vocal cuts in. So this song is really creepy, but the vocal when the chorus comes just fucking cuts like a knife, man. So here's a little bit of that.
make them like that anymore. You know what I was thinking about when I was uh, listening to that? It's actually a good be a good segue to what you brought up. The topic that you brought up to is is happiness uh, bad for good music? Is it is, ha- <laughs> is happiness a liability for? Yeah, art? that's how you put it. Is yeah, happiness. A li- in, it, it, I, dude. What do you? What are your thoughts on it? I think you might have. I think you might be right on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think you might be right on this. Um, because if you think about it, like most of our favorite albums out of our favorite musicians are their very first ones when they're talking, especially in hip hop for me, when they're talking about their struggle. Because honestly, like just you get to a certain uh, status and um, wealth where, you know, how do you even become relatable anymore to people, you know, like the average man, you know what I mean, or, or woman, Um and I find that way with like I think about that when I listen to old Eminem music, like all See, that shit, you know, like I've, I know because I know you're a listener. Mm-hmm. So as a listener, I think about it like in the same way you do. I'm like, man, I really enjoy listening to like like the dark, like soulful music, mm-hmm. just because that mean it hits home. Like I mean, you want somebody to relate to. You want somebody to be like, hey, this person's going through the same shit I'm going through mentally. However. My artist brain, on the other hand, is a lot different in that mm-hmm. aspect. Yeah, I'm making this music, but it's like really like I'm looking at it as like, yo, this is how I'm feeling. I'm making myself vulnerable for the world right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking about that. Like if I was to switch gears and make something like you know happy and positive stuff like that, would it still hit the same? Yeah. So that's when you come to a conflict of like, so and, like an artist we talk about like a lot of, like that is like chance. Mm-hmm. For instance, I like you go from acid rap to like the big day and stuff like yeah. that, and like the big change like that. I'm not a fan of the big day. Me Never really was. <laughs> I hate happy chance. And, and like the thing, is, and that's and that's sad to say. I know, like, I know, I, know, I get I know. it. And like I'm so happy toxic. that I'm ha- that is very toxic, right? <laughs> and it's like I'm happy about I'm happy that that you know this person is happy enjoying their life. Yeah. But does it affect but fuck their off. music? <laughs> Kinda, and that yeah. fucking sucks to say. Like, why is it like that? I know. Like, is is there anybody we know that puts happy? Music? I mean, like, say like for instance, like you got like the seven. I was like, like I listen to a lot of Isley's or Earth Wind and Fire. Yeah. Ever since that, uh, that and it made me go to Roy Ayers, and it made me go to Bill Withers, made me go to like Al Green, made me go to Marvin Gaye. A lot of these guys were making like, you know, happier music, but we're also going, writing about we're the struggle. also going through some mm-hmm. struggling shit. Yeah. Curtis Mayfield, there's, like a there's lot of definitely them. Yeah, um, so. there's definitely time and place for happy music for sure. Like I love like R and B shit and slow songs and stuff like that, and like love songs and all that. So that's all great too. And I mean, and honestly, Anderson Pack is my, probably my favorite artist out right now, and he makes. Predominantly Bruno happier Mars. music, yeah. Bruno Mars, another you know, one like sure. that too. But um, but, like, but then you got like Alice in like... Chains made me think of it because there's so much pain in those vocals and those lyrics. And like another one that is a great example is fucking DMX. Like DMX, DMX puts so much pain into uh, his music. The weekend, the weekend, the we- yep. And, um, and I love that dark shit. I don't know why I gravitate to dark shit. <laughs> I mean, I mean Tyler, Tyler. <laughs> but like that's the type of shit. That, I mean, the happy shit is what you want to throw on at the party. You know what I mean? Like yeah, body like, shit. I mean, but you like, want to put on something with a good beat. Like how yep. we were talking about Yachty and Kyle single, for instance, like uh-huh. that. Beep. That bubbly like kind of <laughs> yeah. style to it. Yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah, off. that's like just like. I mean, I don't even mind. There's a time and place yeah, for that. Sure, there's sure. definitely a time and place for shit for sure. like that. It's just would I put it on regular rotation? No, no. And I'm just going by like my artist brain, for instance, right? Let's take let's take my shit. Let's take be careful, be safe, mm-hmm. for instance. When I was like when I wrote that in 2018, so I was going through a weird times because I lost my mom. I'm going through a bunch of shit. I'm like, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of make an album like towards that kind of like a tribute thing. 
And then I made some, there's certain songs like White Russian Mano where I made more for like party stuff. Mm-hmm. But then there's like a Green Balloons or the title track or flashbacks on that album. I'm thinking like this is literally me going through like just dark, a mm-hmm. very dark time in my life. Like I don't know how to fucking cope with this shit right yeah. now. And you know, those are obviously the best songs I put on there. Right. <laughs> but still, it's like so it's just like. What do you do in that bag, man? It's, right, it's, it's sad. Like yeah. it's not, and I think about that with like say, and hey, does that, do, would that affect your personal life and shit like that? Like for me, it kind of did. Mm-hmm. Like for a while, like I mean, even you know, working on this project now, it's like stuff like that. I'm like, I'm trying to kind of get away from that as aspect more, where I'm trying to like. Because I take parts of my own consciousness and put it into songs. Mm-hmm. That's like, like so a lot of people can't do that. A lot yeah. of people, like, you know, you can just write and stuff like that, like, here, 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 that. Me personally, and I'm only speaking on my experience. I can't speak on any other artist's experience, but, like, how I write and how I make songs, like, my own projects, not features. Features are a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. But how I make my own songs, I always take parts of my consciousness. And usually that's the shit I don't talk about is the dark shit and that's what gets portrayed into music yeah. for instance so that's just me that's just me personally but looking at like from the fan point of view obviously that's gonna be something I gravitates more towards but then you're gonna have this whole thing where people say you you know you are what you listen to mm-hmm. right so if you listen to dark depressing shit you end up gonna be in a dark depressing mood yeah. if you listen to happier shit you know you're gonna be maybe happier bubbly personality so I'm kind of starting to realize that a little bit more I actually shout out to my dad for talking you know mm-hmm. like for like because I was getting his advice on things I played him some stuff on the album on a new one but mm-hmm. like we um he kind of ran that by me and it really struck a chord as like fuck, you're right. I'm listening to this dark shit. I mean, I love it and I relate to it, but at the same time, there's definitely more to me as a person, me as an artist, me as like that than that side of things. Mm -hmm. So do you have to, is, is, is depression, is all these like speaking on these things, like just like the struggle, is that the best type of music all the time, mm-hmm. yes and no. Right, that's where I'm. That's where I'm at. So. Well, honestly, also there's like a couple silver linings that I can think of in like making art out of pain. Um, for one, I'm not an artist myself, but I only I've got to imagine that it's got to be really therapeutic to get that shit off your chest. You know, to put all that pain and struggle that you're going through into the music that you're making as like a tool of you know release. You know, and getting it yeah, out. Yeah, but. The problem with that is, Neil, is that when you do that, you're opening it up to the world for criticism. True. It's but not like a personal diary, like you make it and never release it. True. But you're an artist, so you're you're putting your vulnerabilities your vulnerable vulnerabilities right. out into the world. Sorry guys. <laughs> I can't talk today. Out in the world for open interpretation, open criticism, because like the thing about music and art, it's all uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's all fi- not figurative. Uh, Relative. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's all like I mean, it's all open. It's all open for interpretation. Oh yeah, everybody's for sure. got their own spin on this. Like, yo, this shit is dope. Subjective. I'm same thing. Subjective. Thank you. That is the word I'm looking <laughs> for. Art is subjective. Yeah. So that's the thing about it. It's just like. The, you're open to criticism stuff like but that. But yeah. with that, though, uh, I think also can work as a beneficial marriage between the artist and the fan base as well. Because 
um, when you're putting that pain out, maybe you're like, man, I'm really nervous about the, how this is going to, you know, come across. But then there a lot of times the response, and I've heard this out of many artists from like Billie Eilish to like a bunch of people that it's like, oh shit, now all these people know that they're not alone when they're listening to your music. Oh shit, I, this guy, I can relate to this because I've gone through these struggles myself. And you know, in a way that kind of like saves each other. I know like I've seen Billie Eilish talk about like my fan base, like, I write about, like, dark, depressing stuff, but then my fan base gives me so much love on it that it's like this, I, we feed off each other, and I'm okay because my fans are okay, you know, is, like, and I'm trying to, like, That's almost like other. codependency, though, in a way, if you not, think about kinda, it, right? Not really. I don't think so, because codependency would be I mean, you're depending on. A, I mean, you're depending on your fans for, like, your own... And I'm not talking about Billie Eilish specifically. Yeah. I'm just talking about, like, in general. I feel like codependency more details, though, like, a, a, a negative habit, and if it's your, if you're feeding off each other's energy and it's a beneficial thing for your mental health i think that's a good thing so um but yeah like say for instance if that love goes away like what would happen to the music oh for sure well that's what i'm saying i mean that's why you're getting your yeah you're getting your feet off of that but yeah you're also not always going to be depressed you're going to go through different phases of life you're going to write about different shit and sometimes you can write about other people's like things that you just things that you're seeing happening in the world you know so I don't know. That's a really good. I like that when you brought that up before the podcast. I was like, "That's a great fucking topic." Because it's just like because I was listening to uh, off off. I mean, every I talk about this podcast every fucking episode. But Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard, mm-hmm. they had Macklemore on there, and he was talking about this a little bit. And I thought this would be a good topic to bring here yeah. with you right now, just like because I was thinking about because he's talking about like when he did uh, when he did the heist, and then he won a Grammy, and then how like the the shit he caught over that for winning it over Good Kid, Mad City, and stuff mm. like that. Mind you, he had no fucking control over the right. Grammys, obviously. And the only thing that was corny I, is that he posted the text message like saying sorry. And he talks, <laughs> he, talk, he talks about that too. He was also that was the day he actually relapsed from drugs. Oh, was it really? Yeah, that was yeah. I didn't know that. That was actually that same day. Like, oh, that's crazy. So that's so why I was like. Uh, I, I get it now, man, because, I mean, as a recovering, I mean, I'm not a recovering addict, but, like, I can imagine from a recovering addict standpoint and being around, like, recovering addicts in my life, I I can empathize with mm-hmm. that, you know? So I'm glad you brought up Kendrick, too, because that's another good point. On Damn, like, the song that I relate to the most is Feel. Like, I ran that song back, like, 16 times, like, when I first listened through, and that's a really dark uh, song. That was, they said that was, he said that was his toughest song he ever had to write. I bet. Fear? Yeah. Fee- no, no, Feel. No, Feel, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, and also before we, uh, just while we still are on that topic, I just wanted to say that I didn't even know this, um, Facelift by Alice in Chains, the one album I was just talking about, was the first, um, of the first album of the grunge movement that went, that was certified gold. And, um, and now it's gone on to be, uh, double, I think triple platinum actually. So that's pretty, pretty, pretty cool as well. But, um, yeah, dude, that's a great fucking topic, but, um, I guess we can move in cause we're already running kind of long so we can move into the quick news segments that we had eric andre profiled at an atl airport yeah that sucks funny man eric andre uh if you guys are familiar with him on adult swim he has the eric andre show uh he has a couple stand-ups on netflix he has a more a recent movie that just came out with little rail and tiffany had it's fucking Bad hilarious Trip. go watch it it. Is, it is the best uh legend <laughs> high movie though. i've ever seen in my life <laughs> if you're not into <laughs> raunchy shit though don't watch it because you'll be weird out like my mother like would hate it jackass almost like because it has like the you know, like the hidden camera Jeff, thing. It's by but Jeff yeah. Tremaine, too, isn't he? Oh, yeah, Dick it? House. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, Eric Andre was profiled at a airport in Atlanta, and go according to, 
Looking at acj.com news. Okay, so according to his Twitter, uh, this was what he put out, was, end quote, I did not volunteer to a search. I did not volunteer to talk. You guys flashed your badge and detained me with no probable cause except for racism. This is Jim Crow racism at Clayton County PD. I did not volunteer to a search. You are harassing me in capitals. This is racism in capitals with an exclamation point and at Keisha Bottoms. Uh, I don't know the full context of the story. I'm going to be honest with you guys. However... Eric Andre at this point is pretty recognizable, I would yeah, say. Yeah, for sure. Like, Definitely unless is. you know, I, I I could see if he was on his like typical Eric Andre shit. Yeah. I don't think this was the case here. No, no. So, uh, hopefully, there's more to develop on this story with that. But you know, prayers up. I'm glad he. You know, everything's okay. I love you know, Eric Andre. Yeah, He's so Eric fucking Andre's funny. Fucking he got the best energy, man. I love that dude. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. yeah, I guess uh, other news things that I had in the music world, I thought this was pretty cool. Um, if you guys are familiar with Tool, we talk about them quite a bit on the podcast. We're big fans of Tool. Um, they didn't have their music on streaming services for the longest time and only added it uh, this last year. And since that happened, um, three of their albums have now gone triple platinum. In Undertow uh, was certified triple platinum on April 15th. Um, Lateralis was also certified triple platinum, and uh, 10,000 Days was certified double platinum. How long do you think it's going to be before Fear Inoculum? Fear Inoculum, is, it says certified gold currently. Oh, um, yep. So that's pretty crazy to think, though. <laughs> so there's Fear Inoculum came out, what, like 2018, 2019? Uh, last year, I thought, wasn't it? Was it or maybe it was 2019. 2019 yeah, you might be right. Um, but yeah, dude, that's really cool for Tool. Like, I'm, I've I've definitely been listening to them on the streaming services quite a bit lately. I love my I love my dad, Rock Maynard. <laughs> yeah, man, every once for in sure. a while. Yep, me too. He's got like one of the most like it's crazy because they're like metal, but if you really think about it, his voice is very fucking smooth. Like even when he's screaming, it's got like it's just like a perfect tone to it. Like I don't know, it's crazy. You want to hear uh, the look at God moment of the week? Yeah. Look at God moment. Uh, Ted Nugent caught COVID. <laughs> I know. <Look> at God. <laughs> I know, man. Uh, I shouldn't laugh at anyone getting illnesses, no, but I mean, fuck you, Ted that's Nugent. When you, like, Ted Nugent <laughs> has been on a war path against COVID since the whole thing, saying it's, you know, it's made of. He's a ridiculous you know human being. This dude is fucking. <laughs> What a what a fuck. It really head, sucks dude. too like, because like I don't I'm, I don't like insulting people. I don't like insulting other music. Like I really don't like try to call anybody out their name. But what a fuckhead. No, I know, I know. It really is. <laughs> and and it's, it's, it's sad too really because ironic. I I'd like there was like a handful of Ted Nugent songs that I was really into when I was young before I like got like learned about politics and how the world works and how fucking much of a nut job he is. But I, I mean he's a fucking phenomenal guitar player, but he's just a piece of shit <laughs> when it really comes down to it. Um but, but yeah, Ted Nugent kind of got funny. COVID. Uh, <laughs> believe he's over. He's, he was he's in the like hospital a, for a while. Though. He's been denying co- like the COVID exists the entire time. So it's really just hilarious, man. It's just like yeah. So yeah, that's when you know you play with the bull, you get the horns type thing. Uh, shit comes back around. That's for sure, man. And I think there was one other thing that you mentioned in that's the sports world, right? We already talked. Oh, there's about a UFC. few sports things. We already um, talked about UFC. There was Alex else. Smith retired. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, prayers up to him. Like you know, he Alex Smith was the comeback player probably of the decade for me personally. Mm-hmm. Dude had to go through like 17 leg surgeries. 
He told he might not survive. He might not live due to complications with his surgery. Then he told he wasn't going to live again. Then he told he was never going to play football again. And somehow he still managed to play football and get the uh, the Washington football team to like the uh, AFC title game mm-hmm. uh, before he got hurt like the week the week prior to that. And you know he wanted to call it a career, which I don't blame him one bit. So. Alex Smith, you have my respect for life, my friend. Like yeah. that was uh you had a hell of a career. That was one of the best that probably is the best comeback I've seen since probably Adrian Peterson towards ACL twice mm-hmm. or something like that. So uh man, what you know, happy out happy him. He had a great career. He had an excellent run. Uh he had an excellent comeback, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh other sports news that happened. We had Oh, uh Kobe's Nike deal ended. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Want to shout out to that. Uh well not shout out to that. You know, it's unfortunately for the Kobe fans and like over the merch and stuff like that. Uh, you will not be able to get it on the Nike site anymore. I don't. I, I know they pulled it after he passed away, but I don't know if it went back up ever. Mm-hmm. But it's not his deal just officially ended, and Vanessa Bryant decided not to renew it, which you know, out of respect for him and his legacy, I absolutely get and respect the decision. Yep. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the tone the Las deaf Raiders. Raiders. Okay. Uh, so after the Derek Chauvin trial, uh, Las Vegas Raiders posted "I Can Breathe" with you know a photo, <laughs> like an animated photo of George Floyd crying. Oh, uh, that's not your place to post. No, it's <laughs> also a weird thing to say yeah. because George Floyd died from yeah, getting choked not, out. So like, no. I'm happy you can breathe. <laughs> He's still not back, so that's fucking weird. I don't yeah, know. that's fucked Tone up. Tone deaf, kind of family. I, I, yeah, it's what it is. Yeah. Uh, I do want to, oh, we can, I mean, you want to play a little bit of it, the Wheeler Walker Jr. video? Uh. It's pretty fucking hilarious. Sure. But, so, there's this whole, I guess, if you guys are familiar with Wheeler Walker Jr., Wheeler Walker Jr. is one of, I'm not the biggest country fan in the world, mind you. However, Wheeler Walker Jr. is just a fucking hilarious. Like, he's a, he's a comedian, he's kind of like an anti-country artist, if you will. He's a parody artist. He yeah, he's a very parody yeah parody artist. He's like so the Dan band of I country guess music. There's a uh, whole campaign called Cancel Wheeler Walker Jr. for his lyrics. A uh, few guys are familiar with Wheeler Walker Jr. Uh, there's albums called Redneck Shit, World War Three, uh, amongst other albums that are absolutely hilarious to me personally. Uh, yeah, there's a whole cancel campaign, I guess, going out for him even over, you know, parody jokes. And he put out a video statement on his YouTube channel responding to it. Let me uh, see if I can. Got it. I can message this to you. No, I can. I, I can pull up his YouTube. I got it right here. I just gotta find his page. Um, here we go. Oh no, this is not. This is a song. Oops. <clears throat> One second here. It's on his YouTube channel. You said. Yeah, I got it. If you need it. Let's see. What's the title of the video? It is literally called Wheeler Walker Jr. Responds to Cancel cancel wheeler movement and you actually just type in wheeler walker jr it's like one of the first ones that come up in youtube really yeah let's see oh i see it yep Today it's wheeler walker jr now i'm sure you've been waiting to hear my response to this cancel wheeler movement that they've been trying to do on social media this fucking bullshit hashtag cancel wheeler movement now, I've tried to ignore it, but you guys Over want to hear my, to hear my fucking thoughts. So stupid. Well, First thoughts remember, are man. two words. Fuck you. <laughs> Try to cancel me, you fucking butt fucks. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to cancel me. Wheeler Walker Jr., the biggest fucking name in country music. Why are they trying to cancel me? Simply because I use words they don't like, you know? 
Words like tits, bitch, clit, dick, <laughs> balls, jizz, twat, shit, <laughs> fuck, nuts, butt fuckers. Guess what? I like using those fucking words. <laughs> so fuck you and your fucking woke mob. They want me to change the lyrics to my fucking song? This woman named Lauren from some libtard organization actually sent me some new lyrics. She suggested I re-record -re my songs with. Well, guess what? I ain't fucking changing them. So she sent emailed this to my fucking manager. She wants... This to be the new because it goes oh, out for quite a while. All right. <laughs> oh man, that's funny though. That was my laugh of the. That was my laugh of the week. <laughs> um, and then quickly before we uh, go out here tonight, I just wanted to say that the fucking fifty-year-old men, Method Man, and Red Man show these young motherfuckers how it's done. God damn. So their versus battle, as expected, was more of just a fucking performance of theirs. It was a concert. You know, I wasn't even looking at it versus, like, I was just watching a fucking awesome show. And they brought out everyone, man. They brought out EPMD, um, EPMD right? yeah. they brought out Keith Murray. Um, you know, it was fucking awesome. It was really, really good. They were performing the shit out of the songs. They still got it so good. They're both looking healthy as hell, too. Well, especially so Method me... Man. Holy Method shit, Man is that is huge. Actually, and you know what's funny? Method Man, uh, there's, there's a show that's on Epics that you can watch called The uh, Godfather of Harlem, all about Bumpy Johnson and Malcolm X. And uh, it stars Forrest Whit Whitaker plays um, Bumpy Johnson, and Method Man is on season two. Method I just started Man season was two. recently on the cover of Men's Health, by the way. I oh yeah, I believe yeah. it. I mean, he's fucking jacked yeah. right now. So yeah, shout um, out to Method Man. There's um, a, one more sp sports news, I guess. Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather on June six. That's actually happening. That's happening. Unfortunately, he's gonna get his fucking ass kicked. No, this this raises <laughs> questions for me. First of all, why the fuck did Floyd Mayweather take this fight? That's weird. That's gonna be his last. Do you fight. need the money? Like, like why does. are you why are you taking this fight? Fifty Cent said the way that they, <laughs> Fifty Cent was on an interview saying the way that Floyd Mayweather spends money is like out of control. He's probably out of money. I bet. Jesus, you're fighting YouTube stars now. Come on, Floyd. You, Floyd pathetic. or Mayweather is arguably the best pound for pound defensive fighter to ever fucking box. Yeah, and he's doing this shit. Oh, and by the way, I, I realized I can play this fucking clip from my goddamn phone the whole time. I wasn't even thinking about it. Um, before I take <laughs> us out of uh, this episode, here's the little clip I was trying to talk about of Shock G talking about how rappers rap. Pump and Slick Rick rhyme from the nasal palate. Nas rhymes from the back of his throat. Biggie is a swinger. He swings like a horn player over jazz. P-I-G-P-O-P-P-A. No info for the D-E-A. He put more... Emphasis on the uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. He's just spelling his name. But the flow, vicious. Pac, on the other hand, I think Tupac pulled from Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. I don't know when it is that we're going to make it to the mountaintop. But one day all the children will be able to play together. All the children, all the... It's like pouring those words out because you mean it. And that's why, you know, I never had a father figure, but I was raised by the thugs and the drug dealers. That's why I love niggas. That singing that Pac was doing in his Humpty Hump and Slick. Yeah, that's fucking sweet, man. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, man. Um, I think I actually had one more thing I wanted to breeze over. Oh, yeah, it was like, fuck, it was one other thing I had on my list of shit to talk about. And it was like really, really quick. Hmm. Ability artist, Pat Tillman, John Cena, Chris Weidman. Oh, yeah, in TV news. That's what I want to talk about. Uh, Mortal Kombat, very mid at best. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, we I want to see it still. With them, we uh, we both finished too. That shit was fucking t- them, traumatizing. On, here's the thing about <laughs> them. Them was just very in- like just f- coming fresh off of Lovecraft Country. Yeah. For me, as a black man in America, and also watching this movie on a very shitty day because I was going through some other shit that particular yeah. day. I was very pissed off at it, and it was very cringeworthy. It's a lot of times where I want to turn it off. However, it was a very well done series. I am looking forward to season two. I feel like it could have <laughs> been it could have been just a movie instead of a series because it was like seriously like eight fucking episodes of watching this fucking Ten. poor black family Ten. getting well until there was any redemption. I mean, yeah. so like it was like eight straight episodes of just watching this fucking poor black family get motherfucking traumatized. By this crazy white No, and everything, like, it's just each family had a demon, too, which mm-hmm. is crazy. To yeah. me. Like, how they split that up was cool. Like, I will say the I, fucking I, the way it was filmed show. and the cinematography was Cinematography was the best cinematography yeah. I've seen in a TV show since Euphoria. Yeah, like that show was amazing. Also, uh, real quick in TV, just because I'm a fan of the sitcom and I'm really happy to see a reboot, even though I got very low expectations for it. How I Met Your Mother. Uh, oh God! <laughs> How I Met Your Mother spinoff coming with uh, Hillary Duff. Mm. Uh, How I Met Your Father. So it's from the woman point of view. I guess it's a different story entirely, but you know, same premise. I'll bite so my tongue. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm excited for it. If you guys don't know me, I'm a big How I Met Your Mother fan. That's one of my guilty pleasure shows. Whatever, fuck you. And <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and lastly, since you brought up TV, there's a show that I fucking I'm obsessed with. Nature documentaries. Like I just love them, love them, love them. And there's a new David Attenborough special on Netflix called Life in Color that's fucking awesome. It's so fucking sweet to watch. It's really cool. Um, check that out. But anyways, right, I th- think that's a wrap. Yeah, right? that's a wrap. And um, there was a track that I forgot to play in the the new Lucy's, so I'm gonna end the episode on that one. It's by an artist I'd actually never fucking heard of. It just popped up on my shit. Gabe even had put this in the group chat. We were talking about it. The shout artist's name is, yeah, shout out to Gabe. So we'll play this as one of his something news uh, at the end of the podcast. Um, HD Ben Dope. This song is called Best Out. The album art is really cool. Like fucking the guys like floating up in the air and shit. But never heard of him before. But this song is fucking sweet. So here it is. Um, and we will catch you next week. Peace. Peace. Oh, man. <laughs> Still got fucking Wheeler Walker playing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been fucked up, I've been stressed out, ain't no rest now Play no games on my mommy, need to check now Oh you slept wow, gotta flex now You insane, can't deny me, I'm the best out Facts, tell folks please don't hit my jack Need a bendo first, then you gotta ask whack Put fours on perk and it help me lax, that's cap Raps on racks, I done came a long way and I won't go back Keep it double in the safe so I won't go back We been working out of state so the phone's off maps I'm this then, nigga we different Been about the business and you bitch about to lift in Working for the chicken, no I never got an instant Probably won't get it cause your life won't tip then That's sweet, ain't no beef You know everything laughs so it ain't no peak Keep the chain of command but it ain't no sheep Can't rain if you ain't gon' leap, nigga I been fucked up, I been stressed out Ain't no rest now Play no games on my mommy, need to check now Oh you slept, wow, gotta flex